When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. I literally look at Lamar Jackson as he's the poor man's Taysom Hill. It's not the other way around. That's (laughs) That's what we got with Taysom. Every time it gets me. Every time. That's so good. Brady Papinga on, I don't know, Utah radio or something. (laughs) It's so good. Play it again. Play it again. Go ahead. I literally look at Lamar Jackson as he's the poor man's Taysom Hill. It's not the other way around. That's that's what we got with Taysom. I like, no, no. I I did not mistake myself there. I really meant it. How do you have to put just, how do you get to that point where you believe that? What what happens there? How do you get to that point? I read an article once that was really brilliantly written, and it was about it was more about politics than it was sports. So I'll see if I can sort of turn this into it. But like, eventually, if we have enough takes, we eventually get to one area that is so insane and preposterous, and, and then we think that that works. Like, so the, <laughs> the, the political comparison was like comparing things to the Holocaust. It's like, you should just yeah. really never do that, right? Just Don't like, ever do it. Right? If you're doing that, then you've reached the point of being so disconnected from reality that, like, you're lost. And the same yeah. thing, if you say that Taysom Hill is better than Lamar Jackson, is a better version of Lamar Jackson, you are so far lost in your <laughs> sports takes that you just need to hang them up. And earlier this week, Myron, uh, Jonathan and I tried to top that with, like, uh, an off-season take that would be hotter than Lamar Jackson as a poor man's Taysom Hill. And I don't think we could do it. I don't think you, we got there. You can't. I mean, it doesn't get worse than that. And, and, and my thing is is this. What, is, what do you gain from at this point, right? Okay, I understand the naysayers and the critics at the beginning. They were wrong too, right? But what do you gain right now saying that about the MVP? Like, what, what do you gain? Like, you're not going to get any credibility. Everyone's going to think you're a joke. Like, I don't understand at this juncture – why you still have these people who are like, they have to find a way to convince you that what you saw last season with Lamar Jackson was all smoke and mirrors. Come on, man. Yeah, Come he, on. And, and he was one of the best passers in the NFL. And <laughs> yes. It, it's not just that he was a very good running quarterback, which he probably could have made the playoffs just purely. They're all fast. Game. You know yeah. that, Collar. <laughs> yeah, well, not as fast as Taysom Hill. <laughs> Uh, so, Get out of here, Taysom Hill. He's, he's 30. Like, do you not realize this guy is ancient? Like, Taysom Hill sounds like a WCW tag team champion. Like, like what? Like, 
Taysom. Get out of here, man. Stop uh, it. Lamar Jackson was, by PFF, the fifth highest graded passer in the NFL last year and had 113 quarterback rating, which was third only behind Ryan Tannehill's shortened season and Drew Brees' shortened season. So anybody who dropped back more than 450 times, Lamar Jackson was first in quarterback rating. Like, that's my thing with, uh, you know, the the Vic. We we weren't in the analytics era when Michael Vick was playing right in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It was it was all about sort of the raw talent and abilities and raw numbers, right? So people kind of look at that and go, well... You know, he he just has an athletic advantage. But when PFF is saying, this is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league in year two, mind you, right? His only full season. He didn't play a full season his first year in terms of as being a starter. And he does that. How does anybody deny it? Like, forget all the other stuff. Like, if you look at that, you have to at least admit that this guy's a great quarterback at this point in his career, and he's going to get better. Like I, I just don't understand the philosophy of the folks who still want to hang on to 2017 ideas about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I think that if you decided from the very beginning, on draft night or even when he was coming out in the draft, that he wasn't going to be a good enough passer to play in the NFL, A, you didn't watch. Because I watched a lot of Lamar Jackson in Louisville. There were throws that he didn't make well, and all the Ravens did was go, oh, well, we just won't have him do those. <laughs> we'll, just, exactly. we'll just have him use the middle of the field yes. because that's where he succeeded. His passing numbers were good at Louisville. Oh, can we name all those NFL receivers that came out of Louisville that oh, exactly. year? All those superstars, right? Uh, uh, I don't think that Percy Harvin was uh, playing no. for the uh, Louisville Cardinals. How about all those NFL superstar offensive linemen that Lamar was playing? Oh, yeah. And oh, oh, he had a great coach too. It was Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Bobby, 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 motorcycle in a ditch. Uh, I'm gonna lie about it because I was with my mistress, Bobby Petrino. That Could dude, to anybody, that guy, <laughs> that guy was the coach. So I had a chance to see Lamar at Louisville. I was covering a Louisville Kentucky game, I believe it was, and they played that weekend. So I went to the game, and um, the speed, kind of like right there, you could see it. I mean, you watch a lot of football. Like, you could see there was something different in terms of just the way he saw the field and just his ability to make plays. And you could see right there, you were like, oh, my goodness. Once he gets NFL talent around him, look out. Right. Look out. Right. Yeah, I know. And, and I mean, you put up Heisman performance. Also, running quarterbacks have consistently succeeded in the NFL throughout <laughs> its history. It's it's so funny that, you know, we'll say, oh, you know, you it's only the pocket quarterbacks who have ever done anything. And like, really? Every guy who ever earned a chance won a lot. Exactly. Michael Vick exactly. may not have been the best person at times, but uh, he certainly won a lot of football games without being even anywhere near as good as Lamar was well, last year throwing the ball. And you think about Michael Vick and what you just said. Uh, to me, he's a lot like Mike Tyson in that. Imagine if, because by, by his own admission, he, he, was, he wasn't studying. He was just like out there using his athletic gifts uh, with Atlanta, right? He was just that good. He'd go home and do some terrible things. But imagine if you got Michael Vick like focused, right? And, and really just focused on football away from the other stuff. Like, I think that's what you're watching with Lamar Jackson. People discount the cerebral element mm-hmm. of what he's doing. Like, there, there are these people who think it, just put a guy out there who's pretty fast and athletic 
and then you can do what Lamar Jackson is doing. How stupid is that? Like how how like every every coach in America at every level would find their fastest guy and just put him in that position if the position were that easy. Are you serious, man? And, and this is the that, NFL, dude. What, what are you talking about? What's so crazy about uh, making any comparisons to him? But especially, I mean, especially Taysom Hill who's thrown like eleven career passes and again <laughs> is thirty. Taysom like, Hill. Like, Lamar Jackson can't rent a car yet, and he has an MVP. And, and, and I mean, okay, but and, so like understanding the game too, and running an offense, and everything else, and being a leader of the face of a franchise. And these are things that cripple most people when they get to the NFL. And Lamar Jackson just handled it in stride last yeah. year. And again, it's uh, anyway that sound that comment sounds as much like a downgrading of Lamar Jackson as it is to try to pump up. Taysom Hill in some preposterous way. And I even think that what they're doing in New Orleans, even putting a first-round tender on him, is, is ridiculous. Like, who yeah. who cares about this guy outside of exactly. a... I thought he was good at what he did. He was fun. He was like... Uh, of he was a poor man's Cordell Stewart when yeah, it came yeah. to being the the you know the tight a broke end. Man's right? Cordell yeah. Stewart, yeah. More, more like if they had used Josh McCown at receiver more often. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. is is Taysom Hill. And uh, it's cool as a weapon, and it certainly destroyed the Vikings on multiple occasions. So, yeah, all right, I could see why you'd still want that guy. But even viewing him as the future quarterback after Breeze, to me, is preposterous. He wasn't even a good college quarterback when it came to throwing the ball. Yeah, and that's my my concern with, you know, if you're pumping up Taysom Hill at Lamar Jackson's expense, A, it, it shows that you think what we witnessed last year was a fluke. And here's my real concern, Kyle, why I get upset about it and why I get emotional about it, is those dudes are still in front offices yeah. across the league. Yep. And here's the thing. It, it's pretty hard now if you want to keep your job to see the next Lamar Jackson, if there is a guy like that, and overlook him. Now you're going to have more and more guys who go, wait a minute, we don't want to make the same mistake. I, I don't want to lose my job missing a guy like that. My concern is is the trickle-down effect from the NFL down to the other levels. I'm concerned about college coaches who think like that. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about high school coaches who think like that. And now all of a sudden you got a guy who has an opportunity to be molded into a talented, capable quarterback, and you have already denied him the opportunity based on how you view the Lamar Jacksons of the world. And that, to me, is why it's so frustrating. We can laugh about it. Whatever. Taysom Hill ain't going to change anything. Everybody knows he's no Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is set, and he's going to make a ton of money uh, with Baltimore. But just that philosophy still being there hurts guys who aren't Lamar Jackson, who are trying to break through in their high school right now, who are trying to break through in college right now. Yep. And they're not getting the opportunity because of this old way of viewing the position. That's why I think comments like that can be so detrimental. Yeah, and I kind of, um, I guess I go two different ways with this because in one way I think what we've seen is a wide variety of quarterbacks who now are in the NFL. So it's not just running quarterbacks who are black quarterbacks. It's your yeah. Teddy Bridgewater who isn't. And yeah. even there are less successful backup quarterbacks like Geno Smith who get to win jobs over white quarterbacks. So I think we've made a lot of progress there. But I also don't want to say that at all levels of football that everybody's getting their fair shot. And, and you know, the fact that they would even ask – uh, Jalen Hurts at the Combine, a guy who finished yeah. second in the Heisman and played for two of the best programs and succeeded at both. Uh, ask him if he was willing to try out at running back is, is a clear evidence that we have not 
um, gone far enough. Now, I didn't see any reports that NFL teams actually asked him to do that, but even yeah. that the question has to come up. Like, oh, you're pretty athletic, so you should try at a running back, right? Like, what? Well, well, uh, yes, and I think that's to me is when, when it comes to you know athletic quarterbacks and a lot of quarterbacks who that are that athletic and viewed that way happen to be African-American you know, minority quarterbacks. My, my challenge with it all is, and you know this obviously, Collar, is that position demands an investment Mm-hmm. From people who say, look, man, I see your raw ability, and I'm going to mold you. And I'm not just talking about, obviously, the NFL. Once you get to the NFL, you gotta have you have to have something in order for that investment to be made. But at those lower levels, it takes someone seeing you and going, okay, I'm going to invest in that talent right. and that ability, and I'm going to help mold you and push you along the way, and let's see what we get. And, and I just want more Lamar Jacksons and Teddy Bridgewaters to get that same investment. And and when you hear those comments, when you hear people sort of dismissing what Lamar Jackson did as if he's still just some athletic freak who doesn't really have uh, talent as a quarterback, it hurts those other guys. Because the, the biggest challenge as to why you don't see more black quarterbacks at this level is because you haven't seen the same investment at the lower levels. You haven't seen more guys say, you know what? Probably a normal situation. I put you at wide receiver uh, because that's what we do with guys like you. And there's a certain stereotype. But I see some certain gifts in you. And we're going to give you a chance at quarterback. The thing that blew my mind was Patrick Mahomes saying he's only played quarterback for six years on the shop with LeBron James. Six years he's played quarterback. He played some safety. He said he was kind of a part time quarterback. And then his junior year was when he really took over. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy whose father played in the major league, was an outstanding baseball player, I think got drafted, had all these tools and like the genetic gifts. And here's a guy who's like, okay, you're a full-time quarterback as a junior in high school. Hmm. Imagine the other guys who don't have that, <laughs> Collar, right. who right. don't have any of that stuff and want to play the position, but don't have people at the lower levels backing them and giving them an opportunity to grow and develop it. I'm not saying you just make them a quarterback or give them an opportunity because they're fast or have certain gifts. I'm saying treat them like everyone else and give them that investment. And if you think Lamar Jackson is just a fluke, those are the guys who get stripped of opportunities because of that philosophy about Taysom Hill, you know, whatever you have to say in comparing him to Lamar Jackson. But the crazy thing to me is that people who have been in the game, like the guy with that hot take, uh, who could look at anyone and say, oh, he's just a freak athlete and that's why he was able to do that. I mean, that is just outrageous because it's such a complicated game. And we see from Kirk Cousins, think about all the things that guy has going for him. And still, there are holes in his game yeah. and, and his leadership and, and his decision-making sometimes and things like that that cause him to lose at the NFL level, even when he has so much going for him. So think about what is required to even operate an offense the pressure that is required the intelligence that's required so to downplay that is just mind-blowing to me and i guess it says that we're not as far as we would like to be and i always think myron i always wonder how many guys in the nfl played other things that if they were quarterbacks what would they have done how about bo jackson bo jackson with that laser beam as as a quarterback running over people i i think he would have been like a better version of cam newton Oh my! The the greatest thing I've heard about uh, Bo Jackson was a scout from the Mets, I believe, went and saw him play in college, mm-hmm. and I guess he's like on his knees and, and throws it from the outfield, you, you know, the third base or something, you know, like a Bo Jackson yeah, thing yeah. that only he can do, right? So he's supposed to take notes. He goes back to the front office and they're like, "Hey, where are your notes?" He's like, "I don't have any." 
You don't need any with Bo Jackson. Like, there's no need to take notes. After he saw that throw, he put away his notebook. It was like, yeah, we probably want that dude. No, but that's your point. It's and it's not just you know the the gifts. The next step is: Do you think those guys are smart enough? Because the advantage that the Kirk Cousins of the world have is you trust their intellectual gifts, right? Even if you don't trust their physical abilities, you think they're smart enough to play the position. And guys who look like Lamar Jackson, that's a big hurdle they've had to overcome Mm -hmm. uh, as well. Is he smart enough to play this role? So anything that tears him down, I'm sensitive to because I understand what that does to other people in that same position. Yeah, And also, if you had seen his uh, offense in college, it really was an NFL-style offense. Exactly. He was asked to go through reads and stuff. So all the criticisms of him coming out were ludicrous, and yet still he lands 32nd, and you know, he's just proven everyone well, wrong, as so many quarterbacks before him have had to do. Was the NFL that different three years ago, Collar? That, like, when, you, when we were all on Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, I mean, was the NFL that different three years ago where a guy like that, you just didn't think he could lead a team? Shouldn't have been, but I, I mean, well, that's a, yeah, that's a good question because has it really changed just because of what we've seen recently? But I almost think it has to, right? I mean, if you made that mistake, <laughs> well, you might be fired for one if you yeah. made that mistake. If you or if you drafted Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson, like you might just quickly be fired pretty soon. You just had to trade for Nick Foles, so maybe the next GM won't be making that same mistake, or or owners won't be looking for that. But that's another part of it too: is who owns the teams and whether yeah. you can convince those people. We put it all on the GMs. But the owners of the teams have a very close relationship with who their franchise quarterbacks are. And uh, I think it, as, uh, let's see, what was it, the Texans owner a few years ago called them inmates. So, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. you get the sense yeah. for who <laughs> no. they want around them. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. What a, what anyway, a wild situation. Uh, real man. quick, uh, Bo Jackson was on the Jim Rome show when Cam Newton was coming out. And it was very early in my radio career, and I used to have to run the Jim Rome show on the board. And Bo, Bo Jackson was asked about him, because obviously the Auburn connection. And Bo Jackson said, he's a beast. And, and Jim Rome's like, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, he's a beast. And, and then Bo goes, no, 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 you don't understand. Bo Jackson doesn't call people a beast. Yeah. And I'm calling him a beast. Yes, <laughs> so yes. It, was, it was the best. <laughs> take, his, take his word for it, yeah, man. Because like, like, that guy says you're, you're legit, man. You got to believe him. He doesn't get hurt. If he doesn't get hurt in 91, you know, you're talking about the greatest thing we've ever seen in sports history, and we'd still be talking about him, you know. Or even if we had just modern medicine, as we're seeing from yeah. today now. So uh, I gave you homework to come up with you some did. off-season opinions, and we went in a different direction thanks to Brady Kapinga, which thanks, is not Brady. a sentence Sorry. I expected to say. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't we Why don't we go uh, – through them quickly and i'll react okay. to your take so you have five off-season takes and you that's initially why you uh joined here because you're yeah. at home and want to give takes so let's let's fire them away okay i didn't listen to the assignment i, I did six Is that too much i'm sorry i added another one uh irv smith number two receiver on the roster next season yes it's just I, I, I guess I think, it's just your show you just do how many smith, every sorry. Time. <laughs> sorry man you can't you can't you can't give me the opportunity. Okay, Irv Smith, number two receiver. I agree I think, with this. Yes, yeah, I agree with I think, this. The guy that they yeah. just signed, Tajay Sharp, is a role player, and asking more of him would be a mistake. Yeah, 
But Irv can take that leap, right? He can make that big I think shot. so. I really like what I saw from Irv Smith. And players who come out from Alabama have a chance usually to step right in and do pretty well, and he did. And he's young. Remember, he yeah. was only 20 yeah. years old when he was drafted. So I really liked what I saw, and I agree with that take that he ends up with the second most catches. Tampa Bay to the NFC title game with Brady. I also agree. And there's some people who are downplaying Tampa Bay. Like, oh, let's not get over crazy. It's a tough division. Uh, they were a good roster last year with a horrible quarterback who couldn't stop throwing it to, oh, I just intercepted a Jameis Winston pass just now yeah. in the studio. Um, so, yeah, I think when you can reduce your turnovers by 75%, um, you have a great chance for them. I agree with that. Uh, uh, now, I think he stays on the roster, but I think we are headed toward a Dalvin Cook moment where he demands a trade. Oh. I don't know if he'll be sincere about it, but I think I think he's going to under- realize that you know, they might make him play on this last year of his deal, or or if they do offer him a deal, not the money that maybe he thinks he deserves, and he understands his value, and I think this will get tense here in the coming months. Could be wrong. Hope I'm wrong, but I could see that standoff happening. I'm going to say that not having OTAs and things like that will reduce the amount of pressure, because if he didn't show for OTAs, then it starts to become a big story. But since no one's going to be showing for OTAs, more likely than not, uh, it's just going to sit in the background a little bit, and we don't even know if we're starting training camp on time. I mean, we'll see. That's ways out. Um, But I think that they get something done because they've just made it so clear by their moves and by what they've said in public that they want it to get done, and... That they're going to make that happen, and it's is it a is it the most shrewd of ways to go about it to go essentially to the podium in Indianapolis and say like yes we want Delvin Cook and and then that maybe not um, and the running back thing is certainly questionable with signing them to big contracts but if you're going to keep trying to win with Kirk Cousins you can't do it without Delvin Cook it's just that simple so I Very think they're true. in a position where they've put themselves in a spot where yeah. what can you argue against Delvin Cook saying you need you can't. Right. No, you can't. I'm with you. I mean, you Packers could, game, we saw what happened. Right. You could say, oh, well, it didn't work out for Todd Gurley. And like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. that's not that's not a good argument to his side, right? So yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to say that that one gets resolved. And they, okay. they always have, even with players where it wasn't the smartest deal, like Anthony Barr. They still figured it out. So, all right, that was what? Number three out of no, however many you Number three. You no, no I got five. We only got like two minutes. I got you. Uh, <laughs> NFL season starts after Halloween. Ooh. I hope not. I uh, hope not, too. I'm, I'm just but I think say, that's I where not. we're headed. The, the thing uh, is, you can't go into the season without training camp. And I feel like training camp even has to be extended by a week or two because they've had no OTAs. There's only yep. so much video Skyping you can do with these yeah. players to get them ready. Uh, OTAs are a big deal for, for the team out there, obviously not for fans. But to just have to blow those to smithereens and then try to go right into training camp, also without workout facilities and things like that. Guys are going to need to get back into shape. It does feel like we're going to have a delayed season. I agree with yeah. that. You can play sloppy NBA basketball. It's going to take those big NFL guys a long time, I think, to get ready. Yeah. Last one. Either Spillman or Zimmer will not make it through the 2020 season. Oh, wow. Okay, so I threw this one out to Courtney Cronin the other day just via text. But you and yeah. I were thinking a little bit the same way. I, a couple of general managers have been let go after the draft. So that's the time to be on alert that something like that might change. And if they don't land somebody that makes them a real interesting team in 2020, I wonder if they decide to go a different direction and say, look at the position that this front office put us in. I don't know that that would be the right move, but you know, the way things are adding up right now does not 
uh, make you, I'm sure, super excited as the owners of this team about what they've done this offseason? All right, just give me the sixth one. We're fine. I don't know if I like it. I said the Cardinals make the playoffs, but I don't like it No, anymore. I like it. I do like I, it. I don't know if I, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I think the Rams are going to be terrible. And yes, they're the, done. The 49ers will slip. The Seahawks will be great, I think. And Arizona will have the door open. Plus, remember, seven playoff teams. So Yeah, yeah you trust Kyler Murdo? I do. I think that he is going to be really good. Uh, I like the lot Who is he of like? things. Who was he like? Anybody? I don't know that he's like anybody because he's just got this amazing arm. And for somebody so short to throw the ball like he does, it's almost weird looking. Uh, because, he, <laughs> you know, it, it looks like a high school quarterback or something because he's so short. And he doesn't yeah. have big big mitts like uh, Russell Wilson, who's got giant hands. And he just flings it. But I was watching some of his throws the other day. Just somebody tweeted them out. Like, man, you add that with the athleticism and now the maturity of being there for a year. And I thought also that Cliff Kingsbury did a good job of kind of flipping the offense a little bit to work to his strengths after they got to know each other last year. I And then add DeAndre Hopkins to the mix. I like where that team is going. Draft a okay. left tackle. Yeah, that would help. Well, that's six, man. All right. That's six. So we can do this anytime you want, Myron. We are right, open man. for sports biz here and hot takes and, um, you know, Whatever, however many takes you want to give, you just decide, and we'll just give you the space. So, I'm in, man. All right, we'll talk to you on Friday, Myron. Sounds good. ESPN's Myron Metcalf there. Stephen Ruiz of USA Today coming up next to talk about where Cam Newton will land and whether he thinks Cam Newton still has it and could be a difference maker in the NFL. He wrote a great article for USA Today about that. So we will discuss when we return. Here you're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Minnesota sports fans, we know you're hunkering down, and we here at Score North are with you every step of the way through these unprecedented times. Got something to say, something to get off your chest? Leave us a mic drop message on the Score North app. You may even hear it played back on your favorite Score North show on AM1500, scorenorth.com, or the free Score North mobile app. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.